passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyle Curvison, joined Bree Bacon. God, the Vols are 5 0. Just took down LSU, heading into Bama. Oh, it's so beautiful. Before we get into everything, please, if you guys are watching, like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you're notified when we post our videos. Please leave comments. Uh, we love answering them, it's so much fun for us. If you're just listening, rate and review, leave five stars, download and re-download, and share with your friends and family. Let them know what we got going on, um, any kind of information they want on Tennessee and break down the game. This is the place to go. Uh, so on this podcast, we go in deep in this LSU game, talk about the offense, talk about the defense. Um, it's it's a good pod. It's a good pod. Uh, and we're actually splitting up pods. So this first one is going to be all offense. Uh, next one will be defense and Bama review. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, super excited for it. So without further ado, let's jump into it. By the game. Snap. The kick is in the air. And the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. The 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50 to the 45 to the 40 to the 35 30 25 20 15 10 5 what did he do all he did was score joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one all right so before we get into the podcast we got to shout out our number one sponsor betonline.ag you guys know, I say it every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With Bet Online, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now, NFL. I mean, you can bet on anything, team total wins, division wins, uh, individual players, all of it, okay? So now is the time to sign up. At Bet Online. you can sign up on your mobile device or 
you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. That's B-L-E-A-V. And you get that 50% welcome bonus. So listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to bet online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. God, we have a beautiful podcast today. So let's just jump into this thing. Reed, how are we doing, bud? LSU, you better get on that Tennessee. Woo! What? Hold up them L's. Or over here, L's, baby. Hold them up. Let's go. 5-0. 5-0. We got Bama coming to town. You know what? We'll talk about Bama. Let's just enjoy this one. This team, man, like, wow. I mean, what a performance, a team performance. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say, but mm-hmm. I'm excited for Vol Nation. I'm excited for these players. I'm excited for these coaching staffs. I'm 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 just I'm thrilled. I'm pumped. I'm juiced. I mean, kudos, kudos to those guys because they are putting in a lot, a lot of work and they deserve to be the number six ranked team in the nation. Listen to what I'm saying, Kyler. The number six team in the entire nation. Let's go. Who'd have thought we've been here, man? Jeez, it's freaking good. It is. Ooh, it feels so good coming from the Pruitt era, the Butch era, the the, the getting left by Lane Kiffin, the the, the Dooley just being Dooley to get to this point. Second year of Hypel. We're. I mean, we deserve to be number six in the nation, just taking it to another top 25 team. That's three now. Another top 25 team at their place. Brian Kelly looks like a damn idiot. And Bama's coming to town. I'm so excited. I I just – I have to do it one more time. I just – I just – Come on, LSU. What is it? Hey! Get on that vault. Woo! <laughs> I don't know who's listening, and I try to be much better. If this was – we're doing this pod, like, I don't know, like just two, three years ago, two years ago, I'm saying a lot of profanities and <laughs> really, really getting at it. But I'm trying to be much better, uh, you know, trying to be a, a good representation. Yeah, um, good upstanding guy. Yeah, so uh, – but everyone knows that song. Everyone knows what they're saying. And, hey, if you guys want, if you guys want to say that, we come in that trap. We took over that trap. We came in there, locked the door, locked the gate, whatever coach speak you want to you wanna say. So I'm going to come in. I'm going to take your fight song. I'm going to tell you to get on it, and let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, let's jump right into it. Uh, let's uh, – I mean, do you have what you – do you have your opening monologue ready? Um. I, yeah, man. I, I honestly did not – I was so confident going into this game. I was so ready for everything. I was – I just knew that we were going to take it to them. And there were so many people that doubted. And I really do believe that Vol, you know, battered Vol syndrome was creeping in everybody's heads. 
And they were like, I, you know, I love that you fact you have confidence, Kyler, but I just really don't know. Like, this is such a place for us to lose. Like, you know, look ahead spot, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, guys, we're so much better on offense. We're so much better on defense. We have a better coach. We have a better quarterback. Guess what? We got better special teams too. <laughs> and this, this is exactly how a top 10 team with a high draft pick quarterback should beat a team. This is exactly how. This is what Kentucky should have done versus Ole Miss if they were what they what everyone said they were. We did it. We showed out. I, I'm absolutely ecstatic right now. I, I it there's nothing better than your team being undefeated. There there's nothing better than having a win on Saturdays. And just going through that whole week, being like, "We won." I don't care what anybody says to me. We won. I don't. I don't know what losing feels like right now. I, mean, I don't know either. I mean, I, don't, I haven't lost in a good long time. Yeah, I'm exactly. And so, you know, Kyler, to to really start on my game overview, uh, instead of just because I could sit here and talk about the the program as a whole, and we've said it a million times, and there's other people that are now saying it, but you know, where we were just a very, very short time ago, what you and I saw with our own eyes. I called people and told them after going to that very first spring practice, I was like, we might be lucky to win four games. You know, now, obviously, we didn't have the full roster then at that point, but I was really like, man, like some of our guys look like they should be on D2 schools. And then um, what he's gotten out of the players that are there, how he's progressed them, like how much better they look. Um Another thing is that I loved about this game is another team win. Like it is really, uh, it would be different if we were a top top ten program like we are right now, um, and it was just really like Hendon, Cedric, and like Byron Young, and like one or two other players. And it was just like a really like, hey, it's those guys. It, it's every week, and if if you shut down Cedric Tillman, then we're we're kind of in trouble. Yeah. Or you shut down, you know, uh, hitting in hookers' legs or if we had a really great running back. But it's such a team effort, and I think that is absolutely um, massive B because it, it gives you a sense of, hey, this, this, is, this is real. Like, this isn't false. Like, this isn't a basketball team who looks mm -hmm. great. When this, this game reassured all of all nation that this is a good team. I think people were very much like, oh, I don't know if we're good because of how we let Florida back in the game. I don't know if we're good because we struggle versus Pitt, and Pitt hasn't looked as good after that. People were still doubting this team. Even fans. Fans were doubting this team. Like, you got to prove it to me. You got to really, you know, get my hopes up. If you if you want me to think that you can beat Bama and beat Georgia and beat the big dogs. And I literally had a buddy text me. He was like, I don't know why, but I feel like this game is the most important of the season. And I said, the reason why you feel that way is because you've already in your head decided Alabama and Georgia are losses. And 10 wins sounds a lot better than nine. And everyone was scared, more scared of LSU than any of the other games after Bama and, and not including Georgia. Everyone was more scared of LSU than Kentucky, than, than Bandy, than South Carolina, than UT Martin. Like, those are not scary games. So – I think that's why everybody was like, this is huge. There was so much riding on this, and the guys just – I mean, they just showed up. 
Well, it, it was. It's kind of like if we win this, now we're playing with house money against Bama and Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it compared to you know, you lose this one, then you're kind of like, well, if we lose those two, then we're you know, and you're kind of like, but this one you're you're expected to win. So you know, it's it, you know, Bama and Georgia are just gravy on top of the entire season because, like you said, people don't expect us to win those. Uh, this is a um, spoiler alert. I can't believe I'm saying this, but in my heart. Like I truly think we beat Bama, and I'm never, I'm never that guy that like drinks the Kool Aid. I'm never that like just dumb, optimistic Vol fan. Like, I mean, I mean, even if the predictions, you know, I thought, you know, my predictions was start the season. I thought we'd lose to LSU, lose to Bama, lose to Georgia, and then probably, like I said, lose, you know, South Carolina or Kentucky, Missouri, one of those. Um, but I really just have a feeling that this team beats out. I don't know why. I, I mean, obviously, it's how they've played. Yeah. And it's also, like, what I watched last night. And I've actually watched, like, probably two full Bama games now. So, like, watching and seeing them. But before we get to that, um, like I was kind of saying earlier, if you only have a few four good players or maybe you've had some really fortunate breaks. You're like that basketball team mm-hmm. that people think is really good, but it's like you go back and look and it's like, well, they just shot 43%. They just shot 47%. They just shot 41% from three. And it's like, what's going to happen when they're not, when the shots aren't falling? Exactly. And so, and so this yesterday, it, and you know what, Kyler, it didn't take long. It wasn't, it wasn't that, you know, and I, I would love to know if they did that kind of almost pooch kick on purpose, because when he kicked it, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, is yeah, there a, it's going to the 10? Like, what? Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, come on, bro. Like, p- put this in, you know, put it in the end zone. What are we doing? I don't want any funky special team stuff. And then I was like, well, they did have a player holding it. So maybe it's really windy there. And he got it, you know, he left it yeah, up there I like mean, a it pitch, like, pitching wedge. Yeah, it looked like somebody, it, it fell. And then they had to get a player to hold it. And I would guess kicker was like not as confident kicking it. And then it's like the guy is not used to holding you know what I mean? So he's probably like doing it wrong, pulls his hand off, like makes the ball tip. Yeah. Like, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it, it really was pitching wedge up in the air. You think it looks great. And then it just drops 10 yards short of the, of the green. Yeah. And you're like, what? But <laughs> small it, golf. But, 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 but there, but there are, there are coaches the past three or four years, five years that have gone to that, like, Hey, we're going to pooch it to the guy who doesn't get it a lot. Mm-hmm. And you put that team, you put those two players who are not usually starters in a position where when you have your, your up, your up back. And a lot of coaches are like, Hey man, you can leave your feet at the, at the 15 or 20. If it goes over your head, don't yeah. try to catch it. That's his responsibility. But then you get these guys almost like outfielders in baseball. They're like, do I need to take a step back? And you kind of cause that confusion. So there were a lot of players or a lot of coaches that were doing that. Hey, let's pooch it around the 8, 9, 10, 15, whatever. Make them decide. And also, it gives your it gives your team time to get down there. And it actually does prevent a lot of kickbacks. So I don't yeah. know if that's happened or if we just got really lucky. But I also love the fact that that Will Brooks is, is, is you know, he's, he's where he needs to be. Good teams put themselves in position to capitalize on things. And, and the way he recovered it was so was, smart, getting his knees down first, then grabbing the ball. So he's in bounds. He's not out of bounds covering it to where that's LSU's ball if he's out of bounds. Like, I watched him slide into it and make sure his knees were in. I was like, that was a heads-up damn play by yeah. a walk-on guy who doesn't get any reps, barely. And he's still, I mean, play the game right there just to, like, 
flip the switch on them. I mean, the difference that makes people good players, you know, from average, to, you know, to, to good, from good to great, from good teams to great teams, whatever, is you got to make the plays when they're available. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. And so, like, the fact that he made that play, I'm going to tell you how confident I was, how quick it was. So, obviously, you know that I was wanting to – I had some Alabama tickets lined up, and then they, they fell through. So, I'm, like, kind of, like, looking for some tickets. And I, I, you know, put it out there, was, like, needed some. So, finally, I was talking with Jack, and he gave me the heads up that he's coming back in town. I said, all right, we need to get some. And so, I kept looking this week, and, like, just to get in the building, upper deck was, like, 210, 215, 220, you know, whatever. And I was, like, you know what? I was, like – I, I, I was like, let's, I'm just going to, I just want to be in the building for this. Like, I just want to be there. And so um, I was like, Jack, what do you want to spend? He said, Hey, I'm good with spending this. I said, all right, bet. Like, let's, let's do it. And so when we, when I saw how effortlessly we made that first, that first possession, the runs, how clean it was, I was like, this is, I just had a feeling. It, it was just, it was just one of those things. It was just, you can't explain. It. I just felt great. I was like, this, we're going to win this game. So I jump on there. I kid you not, Kyler, I had to reorder tickets five times because while I was in the midst of ordering to press confirm and pay, they would either say tickets aren't available anymore or (laughs) it would come back and say, hey, prices, price change. Do you want to confirm this? And the prices were jumping from like 220, 230 to like 270, 280. So then I would restart it, find the other ones that are 220. Well, we ended up getting tickets. They're going to be pretty good seats for like 220 bucks at upper deck. Those same tickets. By the LA time the LSU game was in the third and fourth quarter, like three hundred something bucks now, yeah. and that's without and that's without that's the insane. fees. Yeah. So so anyways, but that just tells you how comfortable I was in the game. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get my overview real quick. First off, the only thing that LSU did better than us yesterday, and I hope this doesn't make fans mad, were those all whites were sick. I have my <laughs> I have I have my gray on today. Here, here's what I'm saying though. I, I thought all whites were. I mean. Clean, clean, clean. Oh, clean, sick. Clean, like, yeah. Insane. I think the gray jerseys are not meant for away games. Like, I think it looks weird away. And this is the only place where we technically could wear it away because LSU is like the only team, maybe Penn State, that does whites at home. So it's like, I, I when it first came out, I love gray uniforms. I loved them when I wear them. But I was like, I don't want that. I, I did I did not want us to wear them. I just thought it'd be weird I, as an away game. I, I thought they looked good when they're up close. Like when they're up close and I think they look good and clean, but for some reason when the when the cameras like at its regular distance and it was early and so the and it was shining bright and all that, I was like, man, I would much rather be wearing feels like light. feels like a night game. Yeah, it's like I need a three thirty so when the sun's coming down, they kind of look good or it's a night game, like you yeah. said. Because, like, it just – I don't know. It didn't look great unless we were right up on them. Uh, but, listen, if the players like them, if recruits like them, that, that's really all that, that matters. So, um, I'm not complaining that we wore them. I'm just saying I didn't think they look as good. And I would have loved to have seen us in orange. I, you know, I don't know what – I guess if they're going to be in their whites, then we just go orange and whites or maybe even all orange. I think I think all orange – we hadn't done it in a long time. I think it would be kind of cool uh, just to switch it up. But, anyways – Unbelievable fan base, as always, you know, so pumped, so proud of this fan base and how we travel and took over the stadium. Um, I'm trying to think if there's – oh, a couple of – this is kind of an offensive – well, uh, that's it. That's it for me. And the other thing is, yeah. I've already said, it's just a huge team win. Like, I'm going to go through here, and it's multiple people's names, multiple people's names. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, not even the fact that I know I said some teams have five, six, seven good players. I mean, I, I'm naming dudes that are that are that are backups or role players, whatever the hell you want to call them. You you know what I mean? Technically, exactly. so. Um, let's dive into it. So we'll, we'll go let's ahead. Let's dive into first. it. Let's do offense first. Let's just go yeah. through offense and then we'll go through defense. Let me tell you something, man. I hope Dan Orlovsky does every single one of our games going forward. I The the difference in him versus freaking Jordan Rogers is insane. Like, Dan Orlovsky is such a good uh, color commentator. I absolutely love it. Um, by the way. I'm going to be color commentating the Knoxville Catholic game coming up next week with uh, John Wilkerson. Very excited about that. That's going to be awesome. Um, I'm going to listen, but if you don't give me like at least two shout outs, I'm going to <laughs> I will. Don't worry. I'd be like, man, he reminds me of this 27 linebacker that used to play back in 2009. That's all I want. First off, I want you to be like, yeah, it's going to be on here. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, and you, you gotta get a you gotta get a plug on the on the pod of like, yeah, me and my co-host Rebake and we do this. But at some point I need during the game like, oh, that reminds me of myself and Reed flashing up, making a tackle on the back. 27. <laughs> um, anyways, so so this this sequence of events told me we're about to win this game. So we kick off, Will Brooks recovers that fumble. I already, you know, I already explained, like, he gets his knees down, makes a hell of a play to where he gets it. They're talking about it. They pan over to Josh Heifel. What does he do? Immediately just goes, snot rocket off the side. First play, we we get a seven-yard gain, and Jerome Carvin literally pancakes his dude, and the guy gets up like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And – those three things in sequence, I was like, this game's over. Like, I don't – this game is over, dude. Those three things in sequence, I was like, we are about to we are about to kick their ass. I was so excited when I saw those three things. And we were talking about it last week, like putting in a block of the week for the podcast. That Jerome first play, you weren't even expecting to get on the field. You're probably sitting on the bench. First play out, what does he do? Set the damn tone. I'm, I'm coming at your ass. I'm going to dump you. And that that just told me everything that I need to know going forward. Like I knew I, this game was over. I, I I love Dan Orlowski too. He's I like, and it stinks because I I don't just like him because he's better than all the other losers. But like he's actually legitimately good. I enjoy listening. To him, but like I can't stand Greg McElroy. I can't, I, I don't like uh, Gary Danielson at all. I don't like um, Jordan Rogers. Like there's just not. Uh, Sean McDonough and Todd Blackledge, I mean, they're they're okay. I'd probably rather have them over some of the other ones. I, there's I, a I, lot of I them. like the big noon kickoff for Fox with uh, yeah, Wisconsin and Joel Flat. Yeah, there's there's a lot of the announcers I'm fine with, but some of the color commentators, like the guy who does um, Brad Nessler, who does it with Gary. I like I'm fine with Brad, but like Gary's just horrendous. So good thing I don't have to watch this game on TV, and I'm going to be in the stadium just so I don't have to hear Gary. I know, but Brad Brad can be bad sometimes, though, dude. Like <laughs> there was a play, it was like a simple, it was like a run play. The running back got like broken out, and he was like, "This could be an Alabama touchdown." He was 50 yards away from the end zone, <laughs> and he was saying it was good. It could be a touchdown. I'm like, bro, chill out. Like I know they're Alabama. Shut up. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, offense. I'm just going to kind of like go through the game. Um, I don't know if anybody noticed this, but left tackle was a rotation of Jeremiah Crawford and Dane Davis. 
Hey, one more thing too. One more thing. I get really excited when we have the same notes and I feel like you steal my thunder. And I know you probably feel like I steal your thunder if yeah. I point something out, but instead of uh, interrupting you or, you know, vice versa, I'm just going to do a thumbs up and that just signals like, <laughs> I agree. I have those same notes. I have those same notes. Okay. So didn't expect that. Didn't think Mincy would be out. So obviously they use this game as like, okay, let's see who's going to play versus Bama. I think it's still Jeremiah. Um, but wait, 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 wait. Is Mincy like out, out for a while? I don't know. He didn't play. I, I don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I I need me some Mincy for Bama bad. That's bad. what I want. That's what I want. But if if he's if they're rotating Jeremiah and Dane, it's because they don't know which one's the next guy up. So that makes me feel like they are trying to prepare for something. I hope Mincy's well, not I'm gonna, out. I'm gonna I want tell you Mincy right, out I'm there. Tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now, I know who the next one up is, so. <laughs> okay. Um, but both of them, I think it was a little bit of a struggle in some instances. There were some blocks, just missing guys, getting beat inside. Um, maybe a little rusty. Uh, but, I, I I mean, that first drive was great. I mean, short field position. Um what a bitch move by LSU number five with the unnecessary roughness on Hendon. Like it was obvious. Hendon immediately got up, got in his face and was like, try me, bitch. Um, and let's see, uh, patience to read the pooler. Oh yeah. Jabari on his, on his touchdown, just patience. Once he got the ball, he's reading his puller, which is such a hard thing to do because the, the puller could get outside leverage or inside leverage, and that de that determines which way Jabari's going. And for him to just kind of wait, 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 bounce it outside and take off, I thought it was beautiful. I thought, like, I was like, okay, perfect. That Like, there's no hesitation. There's nothing that's slowing us down. Every play was positive. Like, this is exactly what I expected out of the first drive. So, first drive for me um... – Great job by Jeremiah Crawford and a pull by Darnell uh, and a pancake by Jerome. All, all three of them. It was so clean, so effortlessly. And I'm going to say that a lot. This pod is they made these guys made they guy these guys made it look very effortlessly, effortless. They made it look very effortless. Yeah, and go. so when they when you do something that's difficult, like a move move a guy on his own will run stuff real clean, little Chris. You know, I, did, I didn't see a lot of this week, which I was happy about. I didn't see a lot of BS out routes. And you know what those out routes, instead of our little quick out routes, gave me some hitches. And I love the hitches compared to the out routes. Yeah. So, so you you just gave me a thumbs up that you had that note down too. Yep. Sure you did. I said it, so back off. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so but I, I love the hitches. I, I like the hitches because – it gets our our pretty big body receivers coming back to the ball, and yeah. I think I think even though their back is turned, I think it's easier to turn up field compared to just a little out route. Yeah. So I was I, I love to see that. Um, but yeah, great great block by Jeremiah Crawford, great pull by Darnell, great pancake by Jerome. That's all I got for the very first offense. Yeah. Okay. So then will you start the next drive? D on his return. I think we mentioned it here. I mean, didn't expect us out of D. Coming in first game, just showing out. Like, I love his confidence back there as a punt returner. And it they, they set up blocks perfectly. Yes, it was. That. Perfect. And, I mean, we haven't talked about him at all this season. But let's give some props to Coach Eckler. 
that like special teams have been that talk about turnaround from pit to now on this special teams is insane. So absolutely love to see that hot pepper, baby. Um, God, dude, this play. So these plays on this drive motion Jalen across the formation and I'll put it in here motion Jalen across the formation to get him into a block on the outside guy outside wide receiver steps back gets the catch he has two blockers in front of him with a Jacob Warren and a Jalen Hyatt they do it later with a fan and another wide receiver they just they kept doing it and I absolutely loved it because it gives momentum to that guy coming in motion especially when it's Jalen and like Jalen's light like he's lighting the britches so, like, that helps him to get up to that corner and make that block. So, I absolutely love that play, and we will talk about it later um, because it comes up later. And I'm telling you what, I had multiple chubs watching this offense. <laughs> like, re-watching this, I was getting very excited. Um, you know, we – Jalen misses a backside block on that third down. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't know if we've never really gone under center like that and never really bunched the wide receiver like that to really block and I don't know if that is something Jalen can do I don't think that is a position to have Jalen in I think that is a brew that is a said that is a fans that that that's who needs to be there to block that backside guy. That is the that is the reason why we didn't convert third. That it, it's the backside blocker. Yeah. So so this 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 is going to be. I got some knocks on Jalen, and I know everyone's going to be just oh here we go again. Um, and once again, it's not that I don't think he's not a good player. Yeah, I mean it's he that, had a great game. He had two touchdowns. It's it's, like, it's, it's that. Here. Yeah, it's not that I don't think he's a good player. It's that I don't think he's as good as Ball Nation thinks he is. Mm -hmm. To me, he is still a very solid number two. I actually think when I our team, we have two really good twos. I think Brew is a really good two with the potential to be a one. And I think Jalen's just a number two. And because Ramel Keaton's the best ESPN. three in the nation. What's that? I said Ramel Keaton's the best three in the nation. Right. Oh, I, I, I think I think I just like what Ramel gives when he comes in, but I, and I'll say this, I trust his hands a hell of a light, way more than I trust Jalen's. Jalen just is, like I said, God-given speed. Um, and I like how Jalen, like, handles himself after games. Like, I, I like how he handles himself. I do think he's a good blocker. I think he's a, he seems like he's a good teammate. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, it's not that I dislike him. I just think he's – I don't think he's as good as people want think he is. And I really don't think he has the potential to really be a one because I think he is kind of that one-trick pony. And that, that's fine. You can make millions of dollars and have great careers being a one-trick pony. So don't don't anything. But that but I was a little frustrated by maybe the coaching staff there putting him in that situation. Yeah. And really not that hard of a block because if he crosses your face, take him where he wants to go. And what I mean by take him where he wants to go, you can't necessarily run him out because of you're going to run him into the play. But if you're there and a guy crosses your face and you have his shoulder, fucking dump him. I'm sitting there thinking as a receiver – as a receiver, I'm sitting here like, okay, the one thing I can't do is let him cross my face, you know? So, like, I'm going to be trying to go inside, but if he shoots it and gets inside of me, he's yeah. exposed. He's exposed. It's going to be the easiest pancake I've ever had in my life. As a, as you, a, know, you know how many legs he has to go past to get to that running back? Like, he'll trip on somebody. 
what, what I was going to say is I'm going to feel bad as a receiver because I'm about to ruin my guard or tackle's uh, knees from behind on accident because I'm about to put this guy so far in the dirt yeah. that he will never come come across my face again. And you don't, and he's 120 or 175 pounds, bro. If you get a guy with exposed like that, doesn't matter how 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 little you are, you can you can block make that block. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't pumped by that, but I thought he did have a really good block him and Princeton fan. I love that Ramel, um, you know, screen, you know, get up field. I thought he got up field really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mind the under center, and I think it's because they were setting some stuff up, which they did later when they handed it to Brew. Um, other than that, I was happy that we kicked the field goal there. I, I, I really, really was. I thought at that point, like, let's go ahead and make it a two-possession game instead of going for it. So that's all I have on that offense. Instead of trying to go for it on four. Correct, yeah, and, no. and trying to go and trying to make it 14-0. to zero, I was happy with 10-0. And yeah. I say that to say I wasn't happy. I, I was happy with the decision to kick another one, but I was really bummed that we didn't make it 17-0 uh, to zero and we had to make it 13-0 because – it's still a you know still two possession game so yeah. but I, I get why he did it so anyways next offense yeah so I, yeah I wrote down Chase McGrath I was just like just give him a shout out because I mean you guys have been very consistent for us um, on to the next one the uh, Jabari screen coming out of the backfield was so easy so easy like wide open bunch of blockers in front of him like simple bubble screen it was just the easiest thing in the world. Um, Joe and and then Hinden, oh man, dude, he just missed Brew. Um, I think it was a couple plays later. Brew ran a dig. He was open, wide open across the middle, and it was just kind of a late blitz in his face. And Dan Orlowski even said, you know, that was good by him to not force it and not have a turnover. Hinden just takes off and gets that first down. But it was just like ooh, like it was so close for him getting and. Because we give him a hard time in pass pro when he does bad, that was a good pickup by Jabari Small. That was a good adjustment by him and and being able to pick up that blitz. Like I was like, okay, there you go, Jabari. Like I like to see that. Um, another motion blocker into a screen to get to Brew, and then he just makes a play, makes a guy like makes moves that I don't like necessarily expect from Brew. Like I almost. Watching him this season have felt like he's more like a DK Metcalf in a way that, like, I don't see him cut a lot. I don't see him shift a lot. Like, he's straight line. He's big and physical. He's the stiff arm guy. He's not the juke guy. And he was still able to, like, wiggle through the defense and get good yardage. So, I love seeing that. Um, I think, oh, man, Hinden got some happy feet at one point. Mm-hmm. it was fine. He was okay. And I don't know if it's like, hey, when I usually have running backs and tight ends in here, they don't pick up this block. So they're probably not going to pick it up this time. And he starts like moving around and then he misses Ramel on the on the attempted touchdown. Wait, is that the same? That yes, might be later. you're right. No, you're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then he like misses him on it because he's trying to move around the pocket. And it's like, Dude, just, 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 yeah. just hold, just hold, man. Like you're gonna be okay. Um, I and then he, I think it might have been later that Ramel one. Um, no, no, no. You're right. You're. I promise you're on the right drive. Okay. And then uh, play comes up where he throws it out of the end zone. It looks like just a miscommunication between him and Jalen. 
Like, I don't know, Jalen almost felt like it was like an option route. Like, that's what it looked like. But Hidden was not expecting that. Um, and then, you know, we end up kicking a field goal. But, like, another thing on that play, on that Jalen play, is like Dane Davis let up pressure, like let the yeah. guy inside of him. So it was like Hidden's got to get – like Hidden starts to run out of the pocket because Dane let that pressure. And then he's not – he's like throwing off his back foot. And then, you know, it's like pressure messes up everything, dude. Like when you're missing your left tackle – it does make a difference. Yeah, I, I really, 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 really need Mincy back this week. And if not, it's going to be Jeremiah Crawford, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, no offense to Dane. I thought he did some okay things, but there was still way too many times where it was very easy. He was giving up very easy inside pressures, and it wasn't mm-hmm. just on this play. Um, there was a play to start the drive on this one where I, yeah, I loved um, Hendon's you know, stepping up in the pocket, in the pocket, man, it's very, very impressive. I mean, if you hit some screenshots or, or pause the TV, it's like, he should take a sack and that stuff is very impressive. So he gets yeah. up plays. Um, I, I thought Dane Davis and, and Jacob uh, had a really nice pull or down blocks and then Sprags pulled and had a nice little, um, nice little pancake. Um, oh so, yeah. 18. Yeah. Yeah. He cracked yeah, 18. Yeah. So, uh, I, I have it here. If anyone wants to go, and I would, I would, I would like for you to put this in there. I actually have some pictures for defense, and I and I want pictures instead of plays because the the uh, still shot makes m- more sense as I explain it. Okay. First quarter with four fifty five. It's second and six. Um, nice block by Jalen. Um, it. So so he had a nice block on a play, but then it's this is why he's number two in 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 my book. And I'm using Brew as an example. So it's one of those screens, and it's what you were just talking about, where Brew catches it and gets upfield. Um, it's – I think if you put Jalen in that position, he's going to get you six or seven yards compared to Brew catching it, making that guy wiggle, and he gets you an extra, I don't know, 25, 30 yards. And so that's why I think potentially Brew is it has that capabilities of being a number one because he can beat someone over the top. We've seen it. He can he can be a big body and catch up a third and three slant. He can catch a third and eight uh, hitch and make a guy miss, or he can catch a screen like this and and make one or two guys miss. Mm. So that's the difference of where I'm like, okay, I I I see you, Brew. I get it. Once again, I'm not trying to knock Jalen. I, I thought he had a good block on the play. I'm just giving that was kind of my example of where some of his limitations are, and and I think that's where I want the coaching staff to to go to. And I really do think that the coaching staff is like, hey, everybody eats a little bit. Like, we want to get the ball in our playmaker's hands. It's kind of like basketball. Everyone needs to get a couple shots. Yeah. But I, I do think in, in in more crunch time, I think that's when you're going to see, you know, the wide split slant to to said or come back to said. Or if he's not there, maybe something to brew or Ramel. Like I said, I, I love how Ramel comes back to the ball. Mm. Um, and then – uh, you already hit it right. He bailed out way too early, but I get it because if he's here and he sees out of his left, the, the just out of his peripherals, where Dane did let the guy sneak inside, and it wasn't a terrible job. Like this guy wasn't about to kill shot. Mm-hmm. He just was enough of an inside to where they had to try to pinch. But yeah, if if he'd stayed in the pocket, he had time. And the other thing that was kind of weird on that is that had to be a shot play where it was like one of those like stop and go slot shots because Hendon had daylight i mean he could have ran and easily picked up the third and eight Mm -hmm. but i think that's one of those where you trust your teammate and listen i'm not saying it was jalen's fault i don't know if it was a misassignment on jalen 
if it was a misassignment on Hendon, but those are the ones where you're trusting somebody because if that's just a, I don't know, we'll say a regular, he, you know, one, two option and they're not there, he's going to get 10 yards in yeah. the first down. Really. Yeah. Um, okay, next. I agree. Uh, next one is uh, turnover, getting the ball on like 45, touchdown to Jalen. This is where it all comes together. They run the exact play I've been talking about with the motion coming over to the block, thinking it's going to be a screen. And instead of blocking, Jalen just takes the hell off. And slot shot. Slot shot. It already makes it to where DB's on his heels. Jalen has so much more speed than him. He gets past him easily. Safety's not expecting it. Hinden puts a beautiful ball to Jalen. Great protection. Nobody in his face. Just the exact – I mean – you draw up the motion into the bubble screens and you, you run it two or three times. Then you get an opportunity like this midfield turnover. What do you need to do? Take a shot. And this is the play that you wanted to work off of the original plays you ran. I mean, it's so smart by Hypel and well, goalish. It is so smart to use this play at this moment and get a touchdown. Like it's exactly what was supposed to happen. Well, friendly reminder, this is coming off where we had we, – we we stopped him on fourth down. And so it's a change. And, I, you know, and listen, this isn't breaking news. I know I had other buddies like, take a shot here, take a shot. But I looked at my dad and I said, we're, we're taking a shot here. Next thing it was, perfect execution. I mean, it was it was um, great play call, great play design. But, every like, the, it was a great throw by Hinden. The offensive line gave him plenty of time. It was a great mm-hmm. catch you know, for, for, for Jalen. So it was, it was just perfect, but it was coming off of that great play by the defense. I just wanted to make sure that was known since we're not talking about defense just yet. Yeah. Um, on to the next drive. Uh, I love the under center handoff to brew on a little sweep. And I like it because one, it's a new wrinkle into our offense. Um, something that we haven't done before. And two, Bama now has to prepare for an extra thing. They now have to prepare for everything that we could possibly run out of that under center formation. And that's beautiful. Just makes them spend time on more and more and more. And the defense has more and more things in their head. That's exactly what we want. Um, So I'm glad we broke it out now. Um, uh, Let's see. They can't keep up a man coverage. They they really can't. And and I, you know, Jalen said after the game, he was like, I we take it as an insult when when they run man coverage. I'm like, hell yeah, you should. It's exactly how you should feel. I did feel like um, you know, Ramel Keaton got called for that PI, but like he had a couple other that he could have been called on offensive PI. Like he's he's stiff arming the DB as he goes up for the ball and, and playing a Bama and playing a Georgia where they're supposed to be the better team, the refs won't help you. Like that's just how it goes. They're going to call those. So I think it's something that Ramel just needs to pay attention to when he's out there. Um, I, <laughs> Uh, Dylan Sampson got in the game and I, I, he like ran the ball and I was like, oh, that's like, he didn't really get anywhere. It was not great blocking. And then I was like, oh, Dylan Sampson's a game. Like, I love that. Like, I love that Dylan's in the game. Next play, just not, not even seeing the blitzer and it gets laid the hell out. 
And I'm like, uh, psych, like, uh, get out of the game, please. Please don't be in there. Um, this is why you're third string running back. <laughs> um, and I mean, heads up play by him picking up the ball, I guess. Yeah, I had a buddy, I had a buddy text in our ball group when there's like eight or nine of us in there, and he goes, What a heads up play by by Dylan to pick the ball up and run. I was like, Well, it was his fault. So, yeah. you know, like that's and it. that's that's just and that's that's no like that's that, a that, fan who watches the ball. Right. And doesn't really maybe understand it, but it was just funny that he said that, like, and that's how things get misconstrued. It's like it was a it was a good heads up play to pick it up and be an athlete, but like should have never happened. Now I will give Dylan credit. Uh, or I'll give him some a little bit of a curve on this grade because it was a unbelievably timed blitz from the safety. So mm. he started it way depth. He timed it perfectly. That boy was coming quick, fast, and in a hurry. And Dylan stepped up, and he just never saw it. But, like, that right there you can't allow to happen because if Hendon gets hurt or if it's a close game and they, they pick the ball up and, and, and we lose a possession or we lose – you know, maybe they house call it or whatever, and we just gave up seven points, and our defense is not even on the field, like all those type of things. So, yeah, you, you can't you can't let that happen. But it was it was a great play by the LSU player. Um, for me, on that same offense thing, I love the Brew end around. That play looks great when it's blocked well because if the if you know say Bruce coming to his right, if someone on that right side doesn't make a block, it's like the easiest tackle TFL. Yeah. Um, but but when it works, it looks great. We pulled out the Andy Reid shovel pass on fourth and two, which I usually don't like those plays. But dang, it was beautiful with the God, motion out. I yeah, I, it, I got when I first saw it, I I was like, oh yeah, like that oh, was that was the exact play to call. I sometimes I hate it like when the Chiefs do it because they'll run a guy, you know, they'll use like Travis Kelsey. And, like, if it doesn't get blocked well, I mean, he's a pretty big body, so sometimes he can still get in. But, like, there's a lot of times that when you're on those close short yardage, they're already stopping the A-gap. So it's kind of like you're kind of almost taking it right to where they want you to. But which, when it works when it works well. Which is well, why I like it more when it's, like, four yards. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, when it gets yeah. three, two, one, it's like this is way too close. Like, there's a nose tackle right there. Right. Right, and that's that's what usually makes me. Like, I'm not a Chiefs fan, so I don't really care. But like, if I got money on the game and it's third and one at the goal line, you know, third and goal at the one, I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> you know, I get a little nervous. But uh, but anyways, yeah, it was it was beautiful. It worked, um, you know. And then third and ten, man, and Heifel is incredible. Like, I mean, it's third and ten, and he gets us a pitch and catch that should be completed. Now, listen, no one's perfect, so Hinden didn't have a great throw, Jalen had a chance to make the catch. Uh, you know, he just – the same things that we've seen in practice a lot, if it's a diving – like, if, if, if Jalen has to dive for it, like where it's like a slant or a dig, yeah. uh, or if he has to, like, kind of adjust, or if it's a jump ball, like, I don't trust him at all. Now, if he has to dive forward, like, to lay out for one, I can see him catching that. But if he's diving to the side, like, I don't trust him to catch that or jump balls. And so, like – Hi, uh, uh, Hendon had a clean pocket. Like you, you got to, you know, if you're coach and I, you, they panned to to Coach Heupel after this. It was funny because it was like, what else you want me to do? It's third ten. You had a clean pocket. I, I mean, it was so simple too. All it was was trips. They brought Jacob and cleared out. They take the other guy to run off, and then Jalen comes across the middle I mean, on like a, like on a combo. It's, I mean, on a climb. It's like not a post. It's not a dig. It's just kind of like a climb route. And you know, you got to complete those. 
Yeah, and the, and the thing about it too, the first down, he throws it late to Jalen, which ends up down the sideline, which ends up being a complete incomplete pass. Even though he had time, there was no reason to hesitate. He just hesitate, throw it late. Then he throws another bad ball to Ramel. It's not accurate to him. Then misses Jalen. And then it's just like in a usual circumstance, usually when we're fourth down around that yardage, you know, Hypo goes for it. And I literally thought of you and old Roberto. And it was like, walk it off. Think about what you did. Like, that's how I thought Hypo felt towards him. And he's like, we're punting. Walk it, walk back over here and think about what you did because you missed three balls and this drive is dead because of what you did. So he's like very much like, yeah, it's on you. And, and, and for people that don't know, I, I did this joke one time. It was a year or so ago. And uh, my dad and I were playing golf. And my dad like hit a bad shot, like chunked it or topped it. And I just looked at him and, uh, you know, he's going to hit the ball again with the same club. And so I'm like, why don't you just go ahead and, uh, Take, take a walk and think about what you did. And then uh, I said, your mother or I will come and get you when we think you've had enough time to think, you know, cause like when I, and he lost it, he, he, he thought it was like the funniest thing. Well, cause that, you know, when I was younger, he'd be like, all right, Reed, go to your room. Like, think about what you've done. And like your mom and I will come get you when we're ready. And so I pulled it out. And as I drove off to go hit mine. And so that's where that, that story's from. So we say it a bunch now, like, or if I hit one bad, I'll just look at him like, I'm walking and think about what I did. You know, yeah, I'm going to think about uh, it. So I, I I was like that's 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 that exact scenario. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So ended up punting. Uh, next possession. Uh, Pi on Hyatt by number five. Great. Like you can't run man coverage. He was honestly, you could have called it on number five all all game. Like he was holding like crazy on all of our guys. And then you know next play Jabari just takes off. Uh, the only thing that stopped him is him, <laughs> and he trips on a blade of, gla- a blade of grass. Uh, I mean, looked like he would have just been gone. Um, then you know, we keep going. Jeremiah ends up with a holding call, actually, wasn't Jerome, and it was very blatant holding call. And again, that's like if Mincy's in there. That might not be a holding call. Like, we might be okay. He might have used good technique and not gotten beat and had to hold. So, that just sucks. Um, and then we run a screen on third and nine to Jalen Hyatt, and it's set up. It's set up like it's supposed to. Spragans, for some reason, does not go flat first. In these screens, when you get out as an offensive lineman, the teaching point is to head straight down the line of scrimmage first you have the number two guy. You are supposed to get him, not the linebacker, because this second guy who gets out on the screen is supposed to get linebacker. The third guy who gets out on the screen is supposed to be rat kill. So he's supposed to turn back and make sure nobody is chasing the receiver or running back or whoever's getting that screen. And I was like, dude, Spragans, just if he goes, he makes that block. Jalen's got 10 yards on him. Like, that's easy. He can get there. Cooper can pick up the linebacker, and we can be okay. So it's honestly just like the only reason the drives are stalling is just missed assignments. Guys just – I mean, it's all on us. It's nothing the LSU is doing. So so uh, 
Day or Dan Orlowski. I'm I'm actually watching the game right now. I got it pulled up here on my work laptop, and I'm at this exact play. When I saw it in his third and nine at the top, we had one on one press, and I was like, and I I thought I called that one wrong. I said I think he takes a shot here, but Dan circles because I think they go to Jalen Hyatt. You know, on this one, talking about the sneeze. Okay, it went away. So <laughs> so I, I'm looking at it here, and I'm pausing it, and it's like it's 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 set up pretty well especially if if Spragans comes to who he's going to supposed to you know come to uh like you said because then that's going to give Cooper time yeah once again I think if this is Cedric Tillman or Brew I I, I think they make this guy miss and then it really has some uh, a chance you know and you know it's just Jalen runs up gets what he can get but he's just tackled very easily and mm-hmm. so you know so that's where I would maybe like to see it to someone else obviously Cedric's not in the game so it's like he, he he can't make it, but like if that goes to, you know, um, Brew, I probably like it a little bit more. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was, when Jabari broke that one, I was so pumped because like I really really wanted like I love a nice long run. It really like I mean if you're doing clips of runs like that, it, it is it is. And so I would have loved for him to do that. It would have been good for him too, but then you know the, the turf monster got him, but. Um, yeah, for me to really finish up this half, um, I, I I mean, I, the defense coming up huge. And I said it. I said, Brian Kelly, you've already gone for it on a couple fourth downs. I was like, man, just, you know, punt it or because they were too far for a field goal. And I was like, don't do it. And I said, if you do it, we're going to we're going to bite you. I said, be, be greedy and we're coming at your neck. Mm. And no, I don't like Brian Kelly. And it was cracking me up now. Hendon missed a couple throws, you know, but we – Yeah, we still so that was something like once I was re-watching and got to halftime, I was like, you missed – you missed through a Ramel play and Jalen Hyatt, like there, I think they were both screens and he threw it just into the line of scrimmage. You're supposed to throw it behind the line of scrimmage. Your guys are blocking already. It would have been a penalty. So he has both of those a previous drive. Then we get into this drive. That's when he misses Jalen on the sideline. Then he misses Fant just wide open across the middle, no pressure in his face. And he does complete one, and we get close enough, you know, to spike and get a field goal. But at this moment, I'm watching this like, Hinden's not playing great. Like, he played way better in Pitt. He played way better in Florida. And we're still up right now the way we are. And he still made some plays. And he still got a lot of – uh, no pun intended. He got a lot of hype yesterday from some of the throws that were circling Twitter and stuff like that. But I agree exactly. with you. I agree with you. There was still a lot. There was a lot of plays that could have been made. And one of my buddies made a good point that that hit could have, you know, rattled him a little bit. Maybe knocked him off his block a little bit. Just I mean, because it was a. I mean, it was yeah. A, yeah, it was. It was. It was a good hit. And that right that in the sternum. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was just like, hmm, that's this is not good what you're doing here and how you're setting this stuff up. So, uh, and then you know, getting into halftime, uh, you know, Brian's like, we, we just got to coach better, we just got to coach better. I'm like, I can't believe you're admitting this. I can't believe of, you did, I can't believe you did it either, but I love to hear it. I, I love to hear it. Um, we come back out, we get ball first. LSU number five PI again. Like it's just like I'm telling you, you could call them every damn play. PI again, bring them back. Like give us the first down. Um, 
Jeremiah, he's got to keep his feet underneath him. He like very much got beat on that play. Uh, so I, I just like keep watching him and Dane. Just like y'all, come on, like give me something. And it's crazy the amount of success we had on offense with our left tackle position just being a liability all game. Like it's insane. We scored forty points. Oh goodness, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Continue. Um. Let's see. Number 11 was definitely diving at Hinton's head, and they, like, called a targeting but then took it back. Um, the end around to Squirrel. Oh, my God, the play design. Oh, my God, the play design. It was set up like a counter. It looks just like a counter. It looks like he's handed off like a counter. And both pullers just go, swoop, right outside, and they're in front. And if they just make their block, Squirrel is gone. He's gone. So it's just Jerome and Jacob. If they make their block, Squirrel is gone. And I absolutely love that the ball was given to Squirrel. I, I absolutely love that he was the one to receive it. Like, thank you. Please give it to him. Don't give it to Jalen in those situ- situations. Because sometimes guys got to juke, make a guy miss, all that kind of stuff. It's not just straight line speed. Um, and then next play – let me piggyback. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, yeah. yeah. Next play, Squirrel saves Hinden because it's a bad throw, and he one hands it for a first down. So at this point, I'm watching, rewatching this. I'm like, Hinden's missing guys. Hinden's missing guys. Hinden's missing guys. Squirrel just bailed him out. I'm like, what's going on here? What's happening with Hinden? Um, Jalen Wright, like that play, just like doing it himself. He just patient, patient. Then he's like, uh, I guess I'll go back this way. Spin, juke. Uh, get like 13 yards. I'm like, okay, all right, I see, big fella. Um, let's see, decision by Hendon to throw a screen to Hyatt. So there was so many guys in the box. He could have given it. He could have pulled it and taken it himself, or he could have thrown the screen. He did the exact right thing. Defensive end stays or he, he crashes on the on the running back handoff, so Hinden pulls. They also send a blitzer to the outside, so that takes away him pulling the ball, Hinden and running it himself. They've called that defense for read option. We have a third option. We have a screen to the outside, and he throws it to Jalen. I was like, that's, that's exactly what you want. You want three different options on play, and Hinden making the right decision. Um, so love to see that. Penetration on the left side. I mean, just, again, easy penetration, getting through. And I'm just like, if Mincy's not back, like, what the hell is Will Anderson going to be doing next week? Like, this is not – this is this isn't a good thing. So, so let me – let me just real quick, I love the end around the squirrel. Um, yes. And you said Jacob misses block. I'm re-watching it. I mean – yeah, if he would have seen that inside guy, but he still picked up a good block on the outside guy. I think probably, Jerome really was the one missed. Right, it was really probably Jerome, but agreed completely that it was a really nice catch for Squirrel to bail out and uh, just bail Hinden out, and that's a big play for a freshman to make. And I think we were pretty fortunate on the spot. And I'll segue to say I think we got pretty fortunate on a offense or defensive spot for for early in the game too. But for me, we're we're at fifty five minutes. We got to talk defense and Bama. So uh, offensively, for me, the the last thing that I'm going to say is, um, 
you know, I mean, it's twenty-three to seven with thirteen minutes ago in, in in the in the second in the third quarter. I mean, there's yeah. an entire half of football to play left, and like yeah. and the game was over. You know, there <laughs> it really was, is. I mean, and, and like it's crazy to say because I I'll give LSU credit. Like they fought, like they made some plays, like they 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 really didn't quit for for the first little bit. Um, it's just like just we continue to make plays even with deficiencies uh, at a very important position and with Hendon probably not playing as clean of a game. I mean, I mean, if you go back and look at his stats, they're, they're nothing world beater. I mean, everyone on Twitter yesterday was handing him the Heisman trophy, but I mean, he went 17 to 27, 239 and two tutties. Now it's very impressive that he didn't turn the ball over. I mean, it's not his fault on that fumble that he got blindsided, but, but so for me, I kind of stopped offensively there because I had so much for, for defense to, to talk about. Yeah, um, I mean, just a few things going Yeah, and that's, and that's what I was going to say. That's what I said. You take it and run with it for the rest yeah. of the – So, you mentioned Hinden. Like, technically, he had two fumbles, but we recovered both. So, it's, like, not a great game. He also had a fumble on a draw, and Cooper ended up recovering it. Right. Um, but, like, as I go through this – uh, it was a great draw that he did have. He set up uh, Cooper's block, which was awesome. Dan Orlowski just literally calling the the uh, post pattern of Jalen touchdown was awesome. Um, Romel Keaton that just was, like playing hey, the hey, ball hey, bad. That was that was pretty easy though. Like I, yeah, I know the safety came up and Dan was like, "Oh, there you go." Yeah, but like that—that's something that you see that I see. So like. That wasn't like as impressive as some of his other stuff that he called. Because like, yeah. if you just if you if you know basic football, you're gonna see where they're going. Yeah, um, you know, Jacob gets called for a pi later because the ball's not behind the line of scrimmage, and Hinden did that multiple times where he's not throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, so like just missing. I I, I was shocked, like at like jaw dropped to the floor that that wasn't targeting by that LSU defender. I mean, shocked that was not targeting. He hit him helmet to helmet and took Ramel's helmet off. Like, I don't understand what the rule is now. Like, if that's not targeting. Um, let's see. Great recovery, yeah, I said, by Cooper. Um, Hinden misses his read on third and 11. Uh but I think it was also a penalty, like it was offsides or something. So he just like throw it deep. So maybe that's not it. Um, tipped ball on, on third down. It, it on it was Jerome pass pro. He's lunging. Then there's a linebacker blitz, and he just nobody can pick it up. Um, let's see. They tried to run an option play and it ended up getting out of it, but there was no threat of a run. Like there was nobody like faking the handoff. So none of the defense fell for it. They just stayed with Hendon, which I was like, uh, where's the other guy? Um, let's see. Over pursue by linebackers on that Jabari walk-in touchdown was that's, that's what gave it to him. Um, Let's see. Let's see. And I think like those linebackers are going to start to bite on those kind of things. Like they bit, they over pursued on Jabari's touchdown. Then later, um, Jabari bounces it outside, and 
uh, gets a really good gain and Brew's blocking was incredible. But like the linebackers are going to start over pursuing because they see guys bouncing outside. Then you just hit it up the middle. So right. it's just great that like that's kind of setting up for you know the next game. Be, I'm um, telling you, show some if you show a good offensive player or an off, good offensive coach over pursuit. Ooh, buddy. Oh yeah, it's it's coming right back. Um, you know, we're, we we have that drive to end the game. It, it, I, it's just incredible. We get like a first down, and then you hear the fans just going, "It's great to be a Tennessee ball," like on the broadcast. Um, fourth down, we go for a fourth down, double tight end set. Looks like run all the way, short yardage. They both bump out. Jacob literally has a pick on uh, the defenders for Fant to get a first down, which is incredible. That drive, 13 plays, 81 yards, eight minutes eight. and 53 seconds. Yeah. That's it's un- unbelievable. That's all you can ask for from your offense. Unbelievable to do that in the fourth quarter. So I was very, very excited about that. I thought, I thought that was very, very, very important to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will take this time to just segue right into that because I had it pulled up 500 and, and 502 total yards. And you're like, dang, man, I'm like, okay. And then you look, and it's like 239 passing, 263 rushing. And I'm like, and I just smile from ear to ear, yards per play, 6.5. That's not ideal for LSU or any defense. And then you no. come down, you come down to time of possessions, 30 minutes, they had 29. I'm like, and, and, and I, you know, and I will say, I, I don't like, you know, four, we were three for three on, on third down or on fourth downs. Huge. I mean, that is unbelievable. I said coming into this year, I wanted to see how we improved on short yardages. We're seven of 16 uh, on third down. Um, everything was great about it. I just don't like the 12 for 107 on penalties. I mean, yeah. you can't have that in closer games. But we will um, get it, into that it, it feels because like, a lot of that was on defense. I feel like I feel like we get away with it because we are the better team or we are so explosive, but it's going to come back at some point and hurt us. Definitely. Um, but I still remember to this day, man, like, matter of fact, I had just – funny to say this, I had just gotten off the phone with you. I had just listened to one of your very, very first pods. I was calling to talk with you. I was, I was in uh, Charleston, South Carolina for work, and uh, – it was like the next day I'm working out in the little hotel work workout room. And I hear that we've hired, you know, um, coach Heupel. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And I know a little bit about him luckily because of Memphis was pretty good at the time. And him and Memphis had some good battles when he was at UCF. And I, for some reason I was like, yeah, this guy's like kind of like a leech. Like he's going to throw it all over the place. Like we're going to be dragging people and digging people and hitching people to death. And it's just like, no, that was like that wasn't it at all when I started watching it. And it was like that he, he still he wants to run the ball and he does it in a multitude of ways. And I guarantee him and Alex Golish would tell you that some of those hitches and some of those out routes are just the extension of the run game, even though it's yeah. a throw. Yeah. And then like and then for his passing, it's we're gonna put pressure on you all day long and it's we're either going to run it or take shots I mean it's it really is that simple and you know I love that we take the shots I've said it a bunch I mean you got you got three options on a shot play really you know and I've said this many times I'm going to keep saying it but it's smart to take them when you trust your quarterback and receivers because it's a 33 you know if you take 100 divided by three you know 33.333 whatever and that's you're going to catch it you're going to draw a PI and 
and then it's incomplete. You know, and the reason I don't throw it, I haven't, I haven't seen interceptions on something like that lately. So it's like, and even an interception sometimes isn't going to be the worst thing if it's a third down, it's just a punt. So it's like you play the odds of like, we're going to, mm-hmm. and, and so it just, I remember watching one of those first spring games and Harrison Bailey was still on the team. And I'm like, this guy is going to run it down people's throat and he's going to pick and choose his, um, his, his um he's gonna pick and choose his smart plays the to kind of build the drive is, is what I'm trying to say. But when he when you give him an opportunity, he's gonna shot your ass to death. Oh, and yeah. it's just and it's like so I love how he's designed of like we're still gonna run, we're gonna still be in control, we're still gonna pick up our first downs and stuff like that. But like, hey, that's why it's 40 to 13 and we probably didn't even play as clean as we could have. No. So it's just that that's what I had to say, you know, for, for offense. All right. Appreciate you guys watching and listening. If you uh, are watching on YouTube, please rate, review, like, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. Comments are the best. I love answering them. So does Reed. We get a hoot out of it. So please do that. If you are just listening, rate and review, leave five stars, download and re-download. Um, it helps so much. Uh, if you want to follow us on uh, social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account, uh, at our Bacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Kerbison uh, for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for myself. Um, and again, you guys are the best. How about them balls? They're freaking amazing. We're going into Alabama. I am absolutely fired up. This is going to be an incredible atmosphere. Um, as always, Go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.